This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Bobro and is a production of VI Alliance. Copyright 2020. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hi, Susan. We are back. We're on, wow, we're on, uh, I think, uh, part five (laughs) of our presidential press conferences, podcasts in our Oprah versus Donald 2020. And, you know, I do have to say before we started these, I did, because I have no idea. It's not like I buzzed up Oprah and said, where are you? What are you doing? (laughs) And I did look on Instagram and who knows who's posting or what, but, you know, she's decorating eggs and she's making dinner. And now I think Stedman was giving haircuts and I'm thinking, okay, that's. (laughs) Kind of what everybody else is doing. <laughs> She's just like us. That's it. She's there you just go. like us. There you go. That's that's the celebrity proponent. It seems like we're all just like She's you. But never mind our six quarantine. and seven figure. Never mind our six and seven figure incomes. But and we're our just mansions, like you. Like I said, I know, the mansions that she's stuck you know quarantined in. I, I just. <laughs> I just have to tell you that, you know, I, I've been doing, I've been staying at home. I haven't gone out. You have actually gone shopping, you know, as you're yes. supposed to do. However, I have not. And um, I've been, you know, getting deliveries. But I noticed on one celebrity shot, they panned through their kitchen. And they had like three bowls full of fruit and all these vegetables sitting out. And I thought, you know... <laughs> I haven't, you know, there's boxes of fruit and vegetables you can buy and get delivered. I I haven't gotten them yet because you can't pick and choose. But I just thought, you know, a lot of people and I I know there was a tweet that was put out by one celebrity that where he compared, you know, we're all sitting at home watching Netflix and (laughs) getting our takeout. And it's like, no, I'm not doing that, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And and so it's kind of it's kind of funny because, you know, there's a thought of what a quote unquote normal life is Mm. versus, you know. What a lot of people are going through more hardships than, you know, I am too as well. Mm. So, you know, everybody is, and, and I don't deny that yet. It's just kind of funny. You see these, these, you know, little videos in the social media place where you used to see everybody else, just regular people. Now you just see like celebrities <laughs> showing us our homes and stuff and saying, we can't take this anymore. And it's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on that note. So you must be heading to one of the principles. I was trying to figure out which one and I have a figure. Well, you know, it's funny because I think about, um, you know, I see the press, little bits and pieces of the presidential press conferences, and I'm amazed at, you know, uh, Donald Trump's tenacity and just, you know, from what I've researched and the books we've written and what we've been talking about, he really, you know, is there, you know, who does he stand with? He really is, you know, supportive of himself. And sometimes I think, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, when somebody, you know, I don't know, is that ego? What is it? But it's also maybe helps them to get through stuff. And I have no idea. So where I'm just going is to sideline, you know, what principles that we talked about in our book that, you know, I see kind of sort of uh, poked out to me as, you know, if you look at, you know, Einstein's other one in the book, I think you started to mention it numbers, you know, in our seventh chapter, can I to match the energy with the frequency of the reality you want before we get to that, because that's kind of is, you know, one thing that hasn't been addressed, when we talk about him supporting himself, is he is now the president, and he is now really in a position to guide the country. 
but before that he guided his his company or companies hmm. and we have no idea what he was like in doing that we have no idea what he was you know if he was at home and every morning you know whatever he did and so it's interesting in that we see him and we see his response and we see how he acts and he may think nothing of it because he's been doing it for God knows how many years. He could be doing it for, you know, he's 70 something. He could be doing it for 60 years. Mm. And so to him, it mm. just is, it's as natural as people getting up and, you know, brushing their hair and brushing their teeth. He just, that's just who he is. And so in, I will, I will share um, in my research for doing the a number of things that I consume. Well, you don't know if it's true or not, but it was, you know, based in quote unquote fact from people that worked with him and helped him write the books on occasion, typeset the books. But he did submit a schedule of this is what a schedule of my day looks like. And so to to complement exactly what you're saying is, you know, what is that he's, you know, done diligently, you know, every day, it seems even on the weekend and, and the things it aligns completely with how he was being in his business from what he, you know, was shared in his books. Yeah. So there you go. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's interesting is this is nice. Like, how does he do it? It's like saying to me, you know, like, how do you brush your teeth? Like I do it mm. freaking 20 times a day. Mm. So it's, it's, you know, it's and nothing to contemplate. It just is. Hi, this is Julie here with Susan, and I have to ask you, what's one of the favorite books that we've written together? Which one would you say? My favorite would be Energetic Invocations, mm. because you tricked me into writing it, <laughs> and it wrote itself, and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite. What you know, you? I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations, and I love the invocations because they're really powerful, and I love the way it slides into the Endra book. So the Endra scripts is really fun as well so I agree with you yep awesome so Julie we wrote 10 plays of the Endra scripts yes do they seem believable to you oh my gosh are you kidding me they're a hoot I relive them most of the time <laughs> but they're not traditional magic scripts no they're not it's real magic based and in energy it's cool stuff and everybody can do it that's right everybody can and when you when you share that, I mean, that's a really important point, because this is a great segue that I've been wanting to kind of say, and mm -hmm. it's not an opinion or a judgment, but it seems completely plausible that then that is the way he would deal with the governors. Mm -hmm. I mean, when if you overlay it in, you know, his past experience and what he shared in his books and what has been shared in articles about him and coworkers and people who have written books with him and friends and not friends. It, it's like completely what he, what he's done in his business. And, and, and it's fascinating um, to kind of, you know, there we go. It completely kind of almost shares in that same energy of, you know, he's still, you know, standing with himself and supporting himself so, in that space. So, of course, he can do it in that space because he's always done that. I, I just right. think that's, right. and you know, when you have all these people, these pundits that are out there in the media that are saying things, it's, I, I'm always like, do they, you know, do you ever do research or do you just have an idea mm. of who someone is and you either want to pump them up or you want to beat them down because, 
um, if you do any research, you could have a, a, an intellectual conversation, agree or disagree, but there's no intellectual conversations going on. It's just name calling and we want this and you're not doing that on both sides. And, and it's mm, just, I just, and that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful statement you make. And that's a beautiful outlook. And, you know, we can't deny that, you know, there's always seems to be an agenda. Mm. And I mean, it's funny because when we come together and we do these podcasts, we share something and we go into an energy and we go into a vibration and we say, Hmm, and it's fun to share. And, you know, of course, yes, we'd love you to buy our books of crafts, you know, is that our agenda? I mean, we, we write those things for ourselves and we share them again Yet, you know, we can't deny that there always appears to be an agenda and we can't deny that, you know, when we see the news and we see presentations and we see articles and we see reports, and I always take everything with a grain of salt, when we see all that stuff, you know, we, we, we can't be, you know, Can, fools you to know, deny that there isn't an agenda. Well, let me just say one thing, because I, I, I think it's for myself, it bears repeating, because when you and I sat down and wrote the original book the energetic invocations we had, I was off doing accounting work, but I always, you know, really wanted to get more in depth conversation because I find that's where I'm passionate. And you and I started doing the conversations. And of course the book came from it. We, we never sat. I mean, I never sat down and said, I'm going to write a book. If you had told me five years before I met you, I would have laughed. Um, so we met you and I, I think within a year we were writing it of, of when I met you. And, and so one of the things that, in, in, and it bears, we've, I've probably said this on some of the other podcasts, but I think it bears hearing it and saying it again, is that when we sat down and you said we should write it, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not an author. I don't write books. I don't, that's not what I do. And you, you know, you, you really convinced me and my kids kind of supported it. So I kind of got beaten into it. And I don't mean that, but that, you know, it was sharing. It was really sharing. That was the goal was sharing. I sat back and I said to myself, why would I share? Cause there's times and you and I both say, screw this. We're not doing anymore. Cause people are just nasty and they're horrible and they say mean things and they do, you know, and then you start saying, why even bother? Why even bother? you know, giving a heartfelt, because that is what we, it comes from, it comes from my heart. And I know it comes from your heart. And why do I do it? And I always think maybe, you know, naivety, but I don't think so that, you know, if everybody was just who they were, and were allowed to be who they are, the world would be a great place. I would love mm. nothing more than to meet people who are comfortable with who they are. That is the most attractive thing in the world. Mm. It is the most comforting thing in the world. Not that anyone has to be anything, but just the fact that they can just be themselves. And, you know, that is, it's just a much more calm, comfortable, positive place to be. And if there is an agenda, um, yeah, it would be nice to, to, to get to make more money because the more, you know, we need money. I'm not rich and you're not rich and I'm not looking mm -hmm. to become rich, 
but you know, to be able to eat and, you know, and have clothes. So I don't go out with nothing on and scare the neighbors. You know, it's nice to be able to go out and purchase things that you need. And it's, it's an exchange. So I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, we're so holy and we're, you know, but there's more to doing this than just money. Cause you and I both have said, if we had 10 billion dollars that came into our bank account what would mm -hmm. we do we do the same thing maybe we'd have someone that helps right. with certain things or whatever so if anyone wants to challenge us on that you know can... <laughs> <laughs> and you we, can... we've actually said not not the not just if we said when, when we if have, you want to you challenge know, us you're really going to do that we'd still be doing the same thing right. We'd be talking more intensely about things. We'd still be doing the same things. And, you know, it's funny as we're talking, I mean, you're like talking about Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. You talked about Einstein matching the energy with the frequency of reality and even perception and what the background contrast is. And when you when you take all these things and you really look at the press conference and, you know, we've we've said before and we had another podcast where, you know, the business of what people do. And we've said before and, you know, you've said it and we've said it and we've just stated it, you know, healthcare is a business, mm -hmm. you know, things are a business. Politics is yep. a business. Well, you know, Trump the news that is a business. Face. Trump really brought that to the right. forefront. And, right. And news is a business. And so we can't deny that, you know, businesses have agendas. Mm -hmm. I mean, software companies, right. that's a business. You know, what platforms you're using, that's a business. Everything's a business. And, and so we can't deny to ourselves, and I keep on hitting this, you know, that there's an agenda. And if there's an agenda based on something, then why are we sitting there like in fear and in, you know, knowing that there's an agenda is very powerful. We don't have to know all of what it is. We don't have to go down the rabbit hole and go, oh, my gosh, this is horrifying. We can empower ourselves. And, and you know, I'm not telling anyone what to do. Yet, why wouldn't And we? an agenda doesn't necessarily mean a negative thing. A company can mm -hmm. have an agenda. And that's what we normally mm -hmm. call the mission statement. You know, what is the mission? Right. This is the mission statement. That's the agenda. And now how you go about it says a lot about, you know, how you treat your employees and all. I mean, everything that's coming really to the forefront as we're speaking with the whole coronavirus, how you, but right. you can do, you can have an agenda and, and be compassionate and fair about your, the way you go about achieving it. Just because there's an agenda doesn't mean that's, oh, that's negative. Well, every, everything and everybody has an agenda. Right. And so there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've never said, I personally have never had a problem because every good company has their mission statement. And I've said mm -hmm. to companies like, well, do we do this? or we do that? So mainly nonprofits. Well, what's the mission? If, if, if you're talking mm -hmm. about something that's in alignment with the mission, then of course you do it. And if, if that means you go and you destroy these people or these, you know, uh, well, maybe that's really not, you know, the best way of going about this better ways of going about it. And, you know, we'll see with companies right now, taking care of your employees in the long run, you will do better. Your employees will stay more loyal. Mm. So I think what you're saying is important to understand that, but that doesn't mean because something has an agenda means that it's corrupt, but right. it can be. And, right. and to understand that there, it, 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 uh, an agenda can move forward when it has the resources to move forward. Mm -hmm. 
And so when I mentioned that we were looking at, you know, we were talking about the, the fifth principle in the book, you know, Schrodinger's cat. Yes. I mean, once again, there's President Trump, you know, creating a more intimate look at what the problems are and what the possible solutions are. And we're observing these things mm-hmm. and, you know, where, where, you know, it's, it's, you know, definable or what's going to happen with the outcome and we're observing it. We're creating the experience for the outcome to occur. And I mean, that you can see in the press conferences and, um, you know, then I quick went to, you know, I started this saying the Einstein principle, the seventh mm-hmm. one, matching mm-hmm. energy with the frequency of reality that you want. And we've talked you know, on and on and on about Donald Trump changing the skill set of what the presidency is. Can I say one thing about Schrodinger's cat? Because you kind of went over there and there's one um, line that keeps pulling me in. And it says, Mr. Trump needs to capture our attention to affect our Mm -hmm. observation. Mm. And that line right there just... I mean, I can apply that to so many things. You need to capture someone's attention to affect their observation. And, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, what's, what's uh, very like curious and so vital right now about that is that everything is trying to capture your right. attention. And attention is the biggest commodity mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to know that and you start to realize that, you know, even any sports that you watched, you know, all those blinking neon signs, everything is, you know, advertisements trying to catch your attention. And when you start to realize that your attention is a huge commodity, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of, you know, in, in a way, it kind of makes you stand up taller and go, hmm, where do I want to place my, you know, attention today? And that's and really why? what Schrodinger's cat is saying. Mm hmm. It's really what it's saying. And so one would ask, where are we placing our attention? Because then the, our attention is going to affect our observation, hence our beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then what we, where we go with that. So The Kabbalion by Three Initiates is a really cool book. You can read it and read it again and keep on getting different information. And yet there's always somewhere else to go with The Kabbalion. And that's always the question that we have is how do we approach it from a different angle? We came up with a great answer. We put together a book of trivia on The Kabbalion. And that is one way that we pushed ourselves into looking at it from a different perspective. Exactly. And so if you're listening to our podcast and you want to go further into more of the energy you gotta check this ebook out because it will propel you and it's only pennies but it's worth so much more because when you get in that space if you can have something that can take you and send you somewhere else in the energy in a different way it's priceless touche Hi, Julie here. Susan and I appreciate you listening to our podcast. Did you also know we've written lots of ebooks and books together? Check out the link in our bio. Find us both on Amazon author pages.
Hey folks, Julie here. You know, sometimes things just don't make sense. And you get that there's something more to life. You can either do the work to find out what that is, or just stay stuck in the routine. It really is a choice. Yet once you start doing the work, that becomes a part of your routine. That's what Susan and I found out. And because I'm a writer, we documented our process. Find it today on Amazon. Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change, and Energetic Invocations series, a book of vibrational change, volumes 1 to 17. Ebook and books are available now. And, and here's an even further question. If we're placing our attention in fear, and the constancy of fear and and then you know attaching you know uncertainty to it in an unpowerful way wow what then are we doing and so this is a great example of why this book we keep going back to it we can keep applying it to so many different things because um it's it's not a book about trump i mean it is mm. and he's a great example He's an example that everybody, again, you say the word Trump and everybody knows who you're talking about, yet it really does relate to us. It's a question of you. And it's and I keep going to the fact that we start out with energetic invocations because it encompassed energy, it encompassed information that we got, things didn't make sense. And then, you know, to, to get people to see it, we had to bring a little bit of more what is it, mainstream credibility to it and so we picked out science <laughs> principles and it's like you you look at this and you're like oh my god it still relates to the to us and it uses science it just to me i, I don't i don't know how else to say it's just well it just it, it just it, opens everything right and i and i will say that you know the science principles have always fascinated me because i've looked at them as why doesn't anyone connect these with interactions and people because we're energy and we're science mm. yes and so you can look outside and this is a great metaphor for what's going on right now right. if you feel like you're in limbo and you're stuck and you're feeling an uncertainty and worry and fear and you're looking outside you can you know the science people looked outside you know, scientists, we look outside and we, we look at stuff and we observe it and we find principles. Yet, you know, do we utilize them for ourselves? Do we turn around and say, what, what can, how can those enhance my existence? So there's been, in, uh, you know, you're, um, as you can tell, if you ever listen to the podcast, I'm always the, you know, como se chiama, what is it called again? And I'm like a good generalist. And, you, and Julie can pinpoint exactly the principle and how it's worded. So I, I preface that because I'm going to say that there's also um, a way of writing or, and this is, this is an energetic thing that you try to put yourself in a place of who your audience would be. If you're writing a book, mm. you, you want to, if it's about people, everyday people, you want to, even if you're, you're sitting in an office building, but you're overlooking maybe a park or you're, you know, you're, you're seeing your audience, you're in that space so that you could access more of the energy. And science is very much in a lab, you know, this is how we do it. And, you know, it's observation, but then it's coming back and people that study it do, aren't studying it in terms of a worldview. They're studying it is like with microscopes and, you know, if, you know, in a, in, in a closed environment. 
And if you had, and, and you know, you and I, and I'm going, when we wrote even the book, we were out in my porch, which overlooks a, a pathway where tons of people go by bikes and people walking dogs, whatever. So of course, when we, when we looked at these and we read them and we, we read them, we did that. And I had to, so many of them, I had to keep looking up because I'm like, well, what does this really mean? And I had to keep going back myself. But of course, we're looking out, we're watching people and we're doing this. And of course, it all came together in that way. But people don't look mm-hmm. at science that way. It's very much like in a closed environment, you know, like a, 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 you know, a lab experiment, something that's just done mm-hmm. in the you know, confines of a four walled room, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because I know there are are. Um some universities out there that are taking science people that have a really hard time sharing stuff with the general public and they're introducing them to improv. Mm. And the reason why I bring that up is because when you enhance it with creativity and you just open it up, I mean, you know, the possibilities are boundless Mm -hmm. of what you can start to sense and understand and acclimate with and get a sensitivity with as well as being, you know, a, a person who's, you know, we come from the stars. Hello. <laughs> well, then they come to life. I mean, when we talk mm-hmm. about this, it comes to life. And every time we discuss it, right. for me, there's a new, oh, never thought about it. Like, of course. And so we, we uh, you know, looked a little more at Schrodinger's cat and we talked a little bit about the Einstein one matching the energy with the frequency and, you know, it threw in the contrasts, mm-hmm. you know, the perception one, number eight. And I, I don't, what are you feeling? Are you feeling we're going to, we're going to just share to that amount and there's kind of your own work that you can go in and look at this, look at this book and look at this material or look at past podcasts and you know, really take that challenge that I think I mentioned uh, after we finished the last podcast, I kind of <laughs> laughed and I said, oops, did I, di- I did throw in an alien challenge yes, there. Yes, I did. Just, just kind of pop on the press conference and look at it completely different, that you have no backstory with President Trump. You don't even know who it is. You have no backstory with any of the reporters and you just listen. And, and I... And you see what you observe and you see what grabs your attention and start to ask why. And where does that relate with you or does it? And I, and I, I would just add to that, that the reason you're doing it isn't to change an opinion because I don't Mm. care what your opinion is. I'm not interested (laughs) and I'm not interested in changing Mm -hmm. it. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, Mm. it doesn't, I don't, you know, everyone has an opinion. Who cares? They're a dime a dozen. And it's not about opinion. So, so that's what I'm saying, <laughs> that this isn't about mm. we're asking you to change your opinion about anything. If you do mm. what you're suggesting, or Julie's suggesting, then you're going to see it and you're going to see it differently. And it's not about changing what you feel about him or anything, because you're, you take those feelings and you project them on yourself, because that's really you're trying to tell yourself something. And in doing so, who knows what you're going to see? And and I think it's okay. It's okay to be in that space. And um, I don't know. I just keep looking at this and I look at everything going on out there and I know how I'm feeling. And I do this work all the mm. time. And I work on myself all the time. And I journal. 
and I realized the other day that so much of my journal is in energetic invocations. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> no one knows because it's there's nothing, you know, defining one from the other. But I'm like, damn, my stuff. I was like, wow, that's it. You know, that was a big thing for me to overcome. Like, wow, oh, am I going to put that in? I'm like, okay, all right. And, um, so I do this work all the time. I journal and, and meditation and, you know, I ask myself questions all the time and I push myself and it's still challenging for me to go out there and to hear it and feel it. And so that's why I thought doing this is also important is because if I feel this way and I know what's going on, even though sometimes I can't shake the feeling at least I have, I, mm. I know, and I'm like, okay, it's, you know, sometimes I think of it like a wave. All right, here it comes. And sometimes you just got to ride the wave and just when it's done, it's done and not, you know, try to stop it or break it or whatever. It just, it's got to go. It's got to go. But I, I'm trying to remind myself that it's not me. It's not me. This isn't me. And uh, I'm more than this and I'm bigger than this. And I just think, I think maybe that's a little bit of what we need is to, it's just to, you know, it's to go in and who are you? You know who you are. Step up. Step up and be who you are. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and newthreads.us.